Welcome to the Hell Yes or Hell No podcast, the podcast designed to help you use your imagination and start your own conversations. We're your hosts, Sue and Mike, with an occasional guest for special episodes. Each week, we'll dive into various topics and scenarios like, would you move to another country? Or can a relationship survive without intimacy? So join us every Friday and find out if it's a hell yes or a hell no. You can subscribe to our podcast for free on your favorite platform, and you can also join us on any social media channel. So until then, let's talk about it. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Hell Yes or Hell No podcast. It's the podcast designed to get you talking. This is episode number 56, but before we get started, just a little reminder to please subscribe for free on your favorite platform, and even better, leave us a great review or hit that five-star button. It takes less than a minute, and you will help the podcast grow and reach more listeners like you. Also, you can join us on any social media channel and let us know there if today's episode will be a hell yes or a hell no for you. Stay tuned at the end, and we will give you all the details. All right, let's talk about it. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday and welcome to episode number 56. This is Sue. And as always, I have Messiah Mike here with me. The Messiah. How has your week been? All right. All right. All right. Good afternoon, listeners um, or morning, whatever time you're listening. Um, My week is going well. As always, you know, I try to keep a good positive mindset on everything I do. And I'm doing well. What about yourself, man? I'm doing I'm doing okay. I did some yard work uh, the other day, and I ended up with a tick on me. Jeez. Exactly. I was freaking out. I was freaking out. Yeah. But thankfully, everything is fine. I, you know how you just Google, you Google everything like, like what happens when you get a tick on you? What What do you have to do? How do you get sick? And so enough time has passed that Thankfully, that tick that was on me didn't have a disease, so I would have had symptoms by now. But what I would tell you guys is if you're doing yard work, you need to make sure you check yourself, especially if you have a lot of yard like we do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And keep up with it, because I think part of the problem is those leaves were sitting there for quite some time, and finally I was like, I'm going to get that up and get it out. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. But anyways, uh, today's topic should be interesting. Uh, here we go. Um, I'm here pretty we sure go, you, I'm pretty sure you're going to have something to say about it. Oh, but wow. this actually was recommended by one of our listeners. All right. So today's topic is: Should churches be required to share the wealth with their communities? Oh, hell yes. <laughs> and why? <laughs> Let's put it this way. When when churches... Don't they already do that? No, they don't. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I personally have volunteered at churches in the past. To do what? So, for example... That, about passing out food, the outreach programs that they have, yes, like okay, food, like yeah. food pantry. Um, they do Christmas gifts. They do back to school backpacks. They Listen, they do Red Cross assistance. A lot of those churches, man, are, are keeping that money for themselves. <laughs> okay, but do you not agree with what I just said? 
Yeah, you, you got, they, they, they know a that, little. Is, they that, know, is that not giving back to the community? What I, what I mean by giving out to the community is when they got to do better than just giving out a backpack for, for Christmas. This should be an all-year thing, especially in, in where we're from. It's like 16 churches in a mile or, or there's, less. There's lots of churches. So many churches, and the community is still messed up. But they want to give ten percent of your earnings, but they won't put ten percent back into the to, to the communities. But how do you know that? They're not doing. It. How do you know that? Listen, the only time you see those guys is when somebody gets shot, and they want to go out there and promote their church. We need to come together. But, but as a matter of fact, come to No Hope Baptist and we'll pray <laughs> for you. Get more members. So you brought up a you you brought up a good point. Um, I believe it's called tithe. Is tithes. that right? Yeah, yeah. paying your tithe. Pay, paying your tithe. And so normally it's voluntary, right? So when you go to church, some during some period of the service, the ushers come and pass down, you know, bowls or trays, whatever they're called. The buckets. And the the buckets. And you, you are supposed to technically give, like you said, 10% of your income. And that actually comes from the word tithe, which is one-tenth. Mm-hmm. It literally translates to one tenth of something. So, in terms of churches, they're telling you, or they're recommending that you do ten percent of your total income throughout the year, and then it should go to the church or charity. And in ancient times, when people really didn't have money, they they would put fruits, vegetables, bread that they made, etc., into those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was tithes. for the communities. Yeah. 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 But the churches themselves, because they are um, separated from the state, the church and state are separate from the government, almost every single church is exempt from income tax. Yes. Some of them aren't, but the the vast majority of them yes, are, are exempted from exactly. income tax. All that money that they're collecting, you know? Yeah. And, and, and the thing is... Um, I'm just only I only really been living in one hood, one one neighborhood, you know. So I can't speak for all communities and all that. Of course, but I do know in our communities, they're not giving up anything. Not giving up anything, man. They might do a um, Thanksgiving. They might give out a few, you know, turkeys or some stuff like that. But I'm I'm talking about continuously year round. You know, all those churches need to come together. A church union down there of some sort. Come yeah, there's together. so many different denominations. Yeah, it's, they're separate. It's, it's hard to distinguish uh, from a perspective of who who is the better church or whatever the case may be. But and it sounds like it sounds like this, the way this conversation is going. I'm sticking up for the churches and you're not. But I do believe that they give back to the communities. Now, to the point of how much I don't know. But again, they do clothing drives. I know they do counseling for kids and stuff like that. You got to be a member. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm saying, why don't you know, they get together, I, I save even, that money, and, and get a? I even, I even read about this church. Let me tell you about this church. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so there's this church down south. I forget what state is what. I should have wrote it down, but I read about this church where wherein they have they have a pretty. Pretty big congregation, right? And this church, what they do, what they're known for is, yes, they ask their members to um, 
to give tithe. And then they take a portion of that or however much it is. But if any of the congregation members are in debt and they're struggling, they will take those tithes and then remove that member's debt. Now, that's what I want to hear. Right. And I was like, oh, my God. I've been speaking about that for years in a church. If yeah. you're going to have a large church or a church and you got members, it's active members in your church, you should be teaching financial literacy to your to your congregation. Yeah, there's a bunch of rules around it, obviously. You can only it can only be given to you once. Once, yeah, I'm I'm with that. You can't say Mrs. Johnson is messed up again. Not gonna yeah. have that, Mrs. Johnson. But we're what we're saying is that if you teach financial literacy in your church, we understand you there for God, but God also wants you to live healthy and, and a good life. Right. Teach those people. And that's what, And it's pretty successful. It should be. It, it will work, but churches don't see that because they want to keep you blinded. Give to them, and they're not going to help you. They might give you a, a meal or two, give you a, a rain jacket when it rains. You know what I'm saying? But but they're not going to give you what you need to sustain in your community. So if the churches got together and build a community center mm-hmm. where they can teach these things, these programs, these outreach programs, you know what I'm saying? It'll help the neighborhood. It'll help the community a whole lot better. Because you're saying, I give up. I think they do do that in, in the sense that. What? In, what, what, I, I think what, some what churches do do that within their church. Listen, listen. I'm people, talking about people they, they go need to there. buy land and get, and get a building. Not just that church. Get a building. A church house? Whatever you want to call it, a church house, whatever you want to call it, but get a building and start teaching the community, man. What what difference does it make if they do it in the church or in some other building? You, you know, because the church, they're close to church now. We need we need a, a bigger a bigger place. The church just start preaching. <laughs> that's what they'll do, and they'll, they'll yeah. But that's the, their no. To me, that's their right to do that. That's why they're there. No, no, no. We don't want to be listen. Do understand God and devils and all that stuff. They don't understand money. They don't understand taking care of the communities. They need to teach that also. It shouldn't be on a Sunday when we're open. Just keep it all week. You put members in there to work it all week long. So the kids have an after-school program to go to. I think I think adults, that exists. Adults need to go to a programs. I also think that Where? exists. Don't think it. Show it to me. It does. You just have to be a member of that church. No, man. This this thing the church is only open for a certain amount. Do you need these places? <laughs> no, people. To go? I know. I have. I have friends that are very active in their church, and they go. They go to the church every day. Listen. Okay. They go. The, I might be wrong. I, I'll Dave. give you. I'll give you an example. So I have a friend that she she goes to church almost every single day, and she goes because she is a mentor to other kids. Understand. So. Those kids actually show up, and she works with them, and she mentors them. Here's, here's, here's what I'm saying. You're finding a church, but if you build a building, mm-hmm. understand this, and this building is for the community to come, you would get it a better result because you're just saying, mm-hmm. okay, I go to this church right here. I got to find this church. Now, once again, I'm going back to what? The church for members. They gonna start preaching about coming to my church, yada yada yada. Forget that. Let's stick to the. Um, 
Yeah, but that's that's the whole reason. Ain't no why, whole reason. It, the whole the reason, whole is reason for, why the church is in business is to preach about the Lord and God. Listen, not to go build a, a free community center and anybody can come. Well, Their main thing is to convert you. Here's the problem. Damn is, that. Is, is that not right? Here's the thing. That they're they're into converting people. But you can convert a person, man, if you if you're there genuinely to teach them. But you're trying to convert somebody to just oh serve my God. I, mean, I might not want to serve your God. I just might need help. I need your well, help. Then, I might be mentally, or I might be um, substance abuse. I need the help. But well, you're gonna you be need, God in me. Then you need to go to social services, not church. We just we talking about churches helping. <laughs> social service ain't gonna help you. Put your community. If you're taking ten percent of damn people money out of the community, put put back those, the ten percent. Those people are willingly giving their money to and the they church because they're blinded. They sheep. <laughs> They've been hurted. That's their problem. Those, this is fun because I feel like I'm on the other end. I know where you're that, at. That you are usually at. Yeah, those those people have been hurted, man. I don't see. I I, I totally get what you're saying. No, you don't. But I don't see how the church is responsible for I, taking I, care of I their community. I didn't say they're responsible for. I said they should. They should go out there and be more involved in their communities. Help build programs. Help build the the, the elderly, man. Get them places to um to learn more, because you know how elderly they get they get to a certain point, they don't want to learn anymore. Maybe I think that happens too. I think there's churches that have senior groups and they teach them how to like use the internet and all that jazz. They do. We're not talking about a church. We're talking about building a community center, <laughs> for everybody can go. So a couple of things and sponsor that that <laughs> thing. I, I want to go back to the point of should they give back to the community. I'm, and, and I'm the, quite, and I'm quite the, sure they do. And the reason I want the reason I thought this would be a really great topic was for me, I've seen like a whole bunch of problems that have happened with large mega churches. Right. You've heard of a mega church, right? Of course, we all know mega churches. Man. So I, I want to I want to kind of shift gears Buy real, real quick. I need a jet. Yeah. Yeah. So that that kind of stuff to me is what. I think your your point probably goes towards, but you know how much a pastor, the median income of a pastor is? What's that? It's about $53,000 a year. That's what they make, the okay. pastors. And obviously that comes from whatever the people are giving in the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But the mega churches, let's compare how much the pastors make in mega churches. Okay, so these 15 churches in a one mile radius, those pastors make an average of fifty three thousand dollars. There is a pastor of a mega church in Texas. His name is Kenneth Copeland. Guess how much he makes? A million dollars a year. Three hundred million. Three hundred million a year. Hmm. He should be a billionaire by now. I'm in the wrong business. Yeah. Uh, the number two pastor, his name is David Oyedepo. I'm probably not pronouncing that right, but he is a pastor in Nigeria. He makes $150 million a year. Uh, the next one, you know that the this is the third top earning pastor. TD. Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson. From Virginia. He just died. He did. He was making $100 million a year. Uh, Benny Hill in Israel makes sixty million a year. 
Joel Osteen. I know people have heard. I know Joel Osteen. He's from Texas as well, but he makes forty million a year. And then rounding out is a pastor in Georgia by the name of Creflo Dollar. Creflo Dollar. He makes twenty seven million dollars a year. Creflo want that money. (laughs) So what in the world? Who's giving these people three hundred million dollars a year? The sheep, (laughs) the herd. And, and how is that? How does that even align to any of the teachings in the Bible? I mean, you've got pastors living in mansions because they're they're, they're driving Bentleys because people are blinded, man. They're wearing Gucci to church on yeah. Sunday. They, they and, and and they're giving that stuff to them. They need an idol. They don't realize that they are worshiping the, the preacher and not the word. They need an idol. I and yeah. that's what they got an idol, man. That's why the churches are so bad to me, man. It's crazy. I can fake the fuck to, and be a preacher. To me, it, it to me it goes against every principle of what is taught in the Bible. Exactly. I can fake it if you want me to be a preacher and 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 just get money. That's all they're doing. It and you know it's so crazy. There's a guy that there is a guy on social media that his whole account is about exposing. Um, pastors who wear expensive clothes and drive expensive cars and stuff like that. He even wrote a book about it, and it's a bestseller. I'm trying to tell you, but those pastors he, are, are yeah. He he finds pictures, um, you know, public pictures of the of the pastors, and he what he does is he puts the picture up of the pastor, like maybe they're wearing you know Yeezys or something, or they got Gucci or Louis Vuitton or something on, right? Whatever that pastor is wearing, he actually goes to that um, that fashion house's website, takes a picture of the same clothing or same article of clothing with the price on it. Yeah. So he's he, he's like exposing the pastors. Like, look at this guy wearing the Louis Vuittons. Those pair of shoes are ten thousand dollars. But first thing they're gonna say, "Well, God wanted me to have these." How do you? Shoes. How can you even say that? Because because they use it as a crutch, man. Because they know their, their does, congregation nowhere are does, blind. Nowhere loyalty. does God say you need a ten thousand dollar pair of shoes. They 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 took it out and ran with it in the way, man. This this thing, man. That's why I despise the churches so much, man. I like the small churches. When you ride by, they got the windows up. You hear them and they're singing. Yada mm-hmm. yada yada. You know what I'm saying? Those are the churches that I that, that I respect more because they're just giving the real word out. I so, don't get how people contribute to a mega church to a pastor that drives a Bentley. I don't, I don't get it. I don't care what nobody said about me right now. They're dumb. <laughs> Straight dumb. They need guidance, man. They need somebody to guide them. They have they, they don't know what they're doing. They're addictive. It's crazy. <laughs> they, got, they got addictive personality to the to, to that to that guy. Or to that whoever that pastor is. It is crazy. It's ridiculous. But should they give them to the community? They're not giving them communities much money. If you got, if you're making three hundred million dollars, you can take care of the community. Oh, for sure. All right, you can then. you can build a community. You can center. build a community <laughs> center. Trust me, and not just in your community. You can pick other communities. That's why I'm telling you, it's not it's not right. You can make people financially successful, man. If you just build and and, and teach them how to to manage their money. Teach them how to be not be addictive. Those those programs we talked in the last episode about addiction. Oh yeah, you can yeah. build stuff like that, man, to get people off drugs if you're serious. But you're not. 
That's what I'm saying. The church has got a bad taste in my mouth. The, the pastors are addicted to money. They're addicted to money. <laughs> True. They they don't care about the congregation, and the congregation should know that. You shouldn't go up to 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 church broke. If this if this pastor, if you're a member of a mega church, and your pastor's making three hundred million dollars a year, every member in that church should be paid. If you're a member. You can't because it's going all to the pastor. <laughs> because they should have taught them business schemes, business stuff, and, and, and funded some of their stuff. But then they would be exposed as to their business scheme. But the thing is, though, you already made. I'm quite sure you making, if you made $300 million one year, you made it five years in a row. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's probably a billionaire. Yeah. Seriously. And all you got to do is not pick to up mention, the Bible. Not to mention, if it's a mega church, I guarantee you they have merchandise. T-shirts, cups, Bibles, everything, gold Bibles, gold trim, gold paper, <laughs> with your with with a signature from the pastor, from the pastor in it, yeah. like an autograph, and a, and a picture of him and his wife, first lady. Oh my gosh! Uh huh. But soon as but soon as the, the the preacher mess up, you know, ah, God, you know, all on. Oh, all oh wait, wait, wait! That's the other thing. That's the other thing about mega churches. There's like there's like scandal around almost. All day. All of them. All of them. I mean, it's either there's a scandal about how they handle the money mm-hmm. um, or there's moral failures. Right. So, you know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Let, let me give you an example. You talked about mega churches should be building out in other areas and supporting other communities as well. There is a mega church. It's called Hillsong. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before, but Hillsong actually was in lots of major cities like Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, and they had millions of congregants, millions. They became so famous that that pastor, his name is Carl Lentz, he actually led a congregation out in California that included a whole bunch of celebrities, and they would post about it on Instagram or social media. And he actually baptized, this is going to sound so crazy, he actually baptized Justin Bieber in NBA stars Tyson Chandler's bathtub in his house. <laughs> it's silly. It's, gross, it's ridiculous. But anyways, he obviously, this pastor, Carl Lentz, I don't know what happened to him, but he went down some kind of a rabbit hole. He got accused of practicing homophobia. Yeah. Um. He cheated multiple times on his wife. Um, he was accused of sexual abuse of his staff members. Um, he was accused of racial discrimination. Um, there was another pastor within the Hillsong megachurch that actually resigned because he sent explicit photos to, to a volunteer. You, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you guys, man. You guys are following these false gods, man. These people. You are making these guys feel like they can do what the hell they want to do. And they do. And you don't just think, that, man. Just that one guy I, I listed know. off. Look a, at all the a dumb. Lot of, a lot at, of them do. A lot of them cry. I mean, I have even, sinned and all that old crap and stuff like that. I'm only human. I'm only human. <laughs> I'm not perfect. They keep on making these excuses. But God forgives. You know, they got the, the little, um, what is that? Well, anyway, they got the little. But, you know, I just listed off like 10 things that this guy did. Man, Come listen, on. these guys will follow these guys to the end, man, because they need something like this. Their mental is not like, they're not sharp like mine's. I'm not saying I'm as sharp as far as 
education. I, I know, wise, I know what you mean. But you can't fool me. You can't tell me anything, and I'm not gonna do my research on you. You just can't say, "Oh God, I don't care about what you say." God knows it's what I feel in my heart. Maybe it's maybe it's kind of like what we just talked about in the last episode. It's a behavioral addiction. It is a behavioral addiction. True. There's something wrong in your head. For you, for you to give up all your money to somebody that is morally corrupt, and you're supposed to be going to church and following the... They got guys telling you to test your TV, you get abundantly of money and all this old stuff. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me, man? All you got to do is send in, I'm, I'm going to send you this water, this fucking... Excuse me, this tap water. Uh, watch your mouth. I'm going to sing you this tap water, man. And, and you blessed it, you know, anointing your house. And, you know, and then all they talk about is getting more money. Nobody's talking about going into heaven. Have you noticed that? All they talk about is you're going to get money. God going to bless you with money. I'm saying, I'm like, you guys don't understand, man, why? You're not talking about going to heaven, having a good life. You're not talking about being healthy. You most of the time it's talking about money. God is going to bless you with money. You know why they keep saying that? So you can send them more money. Right. You know, but they don't take care of the communities, man. They're, they're not building up these communities out here, man. They're not building these centers out here, man, to get people off of drugs, to get people who are homeless, man, to, to learn how to um, maintain a job. You know, they got some, some got programs. They do. I, I can't lie. I, I'm not speaking for all. I can't fry all of them in the same oil. Yeah. But majority of them don't have these pro, um these programs. And what I'm saying to the churches, if you guys don't have this and you got like 16 churches in a damn one block radius, come together. But you're so yeah. divided because everybody wants all the money. Come together and build for the community. It doesn't make any sense, man, for, for the, the neighborhood to look run down and shabby the way it is. We, we drove down the neighborhoods and you say, wow. Like a bomb hit it, man. Just people, just yeah. stuff everywhere. But you got those churches and those preachers driving up in them nice benzes and all that good stuff. Give back. I'm not saying that the preachers don't deserve to get some kind of money for wasting for his time. You know what I'm saying? But you also need to understand, man, that he's part of the people. Yeah. I looked at a study, um <clears throat> I looked at a study as well that actually shows that people are giving less and less now. Believe it or not, they should. Ex- except for the mega churches, obviously, I-, I don't know what's going on there. But in general, um, donations to churches have been dropping by about ten to thirteen percent per year over the last few years, and part of it is because of the pandemic, right? Yeah. Because you couldn't go to church, um, and people weren't actually in church to give the money away. So part of the reason is the pandemic. But overall, I think people, if they don't see the the way that the study was written was if they don't see the church doing good for the community, like soup kitchen, clothing drives, um, unit substance abuse counseling, whatever, they're giving less and less of their money uh, to those churches. As they should. As they should, you know. And like I say, don't get me wrong. Um me personally, I just I just think they are scamming people out of their money. Um, I got a lot of friends, man, that, that's, that's, you know, they love the church, you know, everything they do before they eat, you know, they pray, they do everything. That's all, mm-hmm. all fine and dandy. You know what I'm saying? I respect them a whole lot. I don't disrespect them, you know? And, um, my thing is that me with the church, 
I just I just don't I just don't follow the churches. You know, I think the churches has has gone from what they used to be in church. You know, when people actually came to church to come together, you know, because of the fact it was a place of healing, a place of um just just meet and greet the community. You know, they actually wanted to go and see the people, you know what I'm saying? Except the kids. Kids didn't want to go to church back then. We hated church. But the, the adults used to come together, especially in, in countries, the small countryside. Yeah. You know, they came together, you know, for the for the um for the communities. Yeah. You know, but, but but now churches has become part of me a business. Yeah, part of me based on this is just my opinion. It's it could it could be true, it might not be true. It's just my opinion. I think the I think that the bigger something becomes, the worse it gets. Whether that's a church, whether it's a business, it just it gets out of, it, it gets to a point where it's just out of control. It's not managed right. Yeah. And speaking of not managed right, there's also the flip side of people not knowing how to manage a church and they steal from the church yeah. as well. Yeah. It's not managed right, man. You got the wrong people in place, man, you know, and it's not managed right. And they're just taking advantage of of the congregation. Even the pastors getting taken advantage of. There's so much money going through there, man. Everybody's greasing their pockets up. Yeah, because I was looking at um, I was looking at some of the stuff that happens, not just the moral stuff, but there was a, there was a church treasurer that embezzled almost a million dollars from his church. I believe it. It's crazy. Another one was um, a book, a church, a small smaller church bookkeeper. She embezzled like three thousand dollars. It wasn't nothing crazy, but there's a lot of people that steal from churches. Of too. course, I told you, those people in those churches are, are something special. I'm gonna go with the righteous gemstones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna end it with that, man. But yeah, I, I do believe that the churches. Um, we got pros and cons for this. I'll do it a little late. No, I didn't do pros and cons. Oh, there was okay. too much to. There was too much to look at. Well, my man, hey Keith, this is this 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 one was for you, and I appreciate the um, the topic. Um, and I think the churches should do more for the communities. I think they all should come together and um, build community centers to help the youth and the adults, help them with financial um, literacy. Help them with a lot of lot of things, man, so they um they can move their communities forward. I think it's a hell yes for me as well, and here's the reason why. It's not transparent how much they take in and how much they give out, and it's simply because church and state are separated and yes. they are exempt from taxes, so there's no records. Yeah, I think there should be records. I think I think they should be open and transparent. Especially the ones driving around in Bentleys and wearing Gucci and stuff like that. It should be very clear as to what they're doing with the money. So I think it's a hell yes for me. I think they should be required to share the wealth or provide a report to the community that they're supposed to be serving. I think they should, personally. I think they should. So that's a hell yes for me. That is a hell yes for you. All right. So that's our show for today. Be sure to share this episode with your friends, your family, and your coworkers, or share them with your congregants. See what they think. <laughs> if you have a topic idea uh, like Keith did, please email us at hellyes or hellno at gmail.com, and we can turn it into a future episode. 
Make sure you come back every Friday by subscribing for free. Also, let us know if today's topic, should churches be required to give back to the community, is a hell yes or a hell no for you. You can follow us on any social media channel and let us know there. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, you name it. We want to hear from you. So until then, let's talk about it.